0: Other Miss to the, top. to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody.
3: Welcome to a special edition of the Eagle Hour, two-hour show from Mo Beignet here on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, kicking off the yeah. 2022 football season, and we're very glad that you're with us. What a show. we got quarterback hour today. We've got the perfect 10 here in the uh, facility with us. Lee Roberts on the show later. Jeremy McLean will be joining us uh, at 2 o'clock. Lee Applewhite, Daniel Stewart. And we're going to give away two season tickets uh, to uh, Southern Miss Football. So we're glad you're with us and uh, appreciate everybody tuning in this afternoon to our edition from MoBay Beignet on Hardy Street. All right, we couldn't kick off the football season without bringing the Perfect 10, uh, our favorite <laughs> quarterback of all time. And I, th- I say, arguably, the best uh, player that's uh, ever been on the black and gold and i'm happy to say my friend reggie collier how are you ten i'm doing well i'm doing well always to, good to see you yeah,
4: glad to be here my
3: man this is what like your 100th appearance on the eagle hour still ain't got a check <laughs>
5: hey we ain't
3: either <laughs> it's okay Reggie. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's what's in that envelope check. right there yeah, oh that's what it is that's okay. what that is yeah, right there. yeah
4: well it's it's a pleasure I, I i have a good time every time i uh come to visit with you guys and Talk a little bit football, especially this time of year. All right, so it's a new era, really, Reggie, in
3: Southern Miss football, going into a new conference. I, I, I'm curious to know—you'd uh, know better than anybody—what's going on that you think in the mind of the young quarterback Keys right now, because he's got a lot to prove, and uh, he's just three days away.
6: Well,
4: I mean, he'll be fine. I mean, last year was was an adjustment, a huge adjustment, because anytime you go from playing two a. High school football to Division I uh, football, that that talent gap is, is, is extremely wide. It's wide anyway when you go from one level to the next. But when you go from the smallest level in high school, 2A, to Division One player when you play playing Alabama and, and those guys that they played last year, it takes a while to for the, the speed of the game, the speed of the players, new terminology, uh, all of that's happening. Awfully fast. Awfully fast. He's got a year up under his belt. He's got the same system. This is the second year in this system, which is huge. Uh, because, you know, all I could do is just go back on my playing days from when I was a starter as a sophomore, from a starter as a sophomore to a junior, was like night and day. Because I knew terminology. I knew everything. I knew everybody. I knew what we expected to do. I knew what was expected of me and then playing against those players, that caliber of players, one year removed, I knew what I was looking at. I knew what I was looking for. So, you know, he had the added added dimension of of being hurt last year Mm -hmm. and having to deal with that, having to sit back and having to watch over half the season. Um, So he's got, he's back healthy. He's had a whole off season. He's had the summer. And from what I understand, he's having a great camp. So I don't think he has anything to prove to anybody other than himself and his teammates because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that really matters, you know. As long as you got your teammates, your coach, your staff, and you go out and you play to the best of your ability, win, lose, or draw, you play hard, I mean, what more can you ask for? Uh, so, you know, it it, it it can be a distraction if you let all the outside noise filter in. but. You know, if he just stays focused on, on the task at hand and what's in front of him. Um Good, bad, or whatever. I think he'll he he's, he's gonna have a bright future.
3: And of course, when you were playing, according to Sammy Wander, he carried
6: you. So, yeah.
3: if it hadn't been yeah. for him, yeah. things yeah. would have been a lot harder. Hadn't been you.
6: for Sammy, I don't know if I'd be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and and Sammy's saying he hasn't gotten his check either from you, right?
5: <laughs> you. You bring up you bring up Sammy. Of course, Ricky Floyd, Lewis Lips. Does it help Ty Keys the fact that he's got a dynamic receiver in Jason Brownlee? And I get you. Your perspective on this: How much does the ability to run the super back help Ty Keys?
4: It does. It takes that pressure off of him because I mean that's that's one one dimension that the defense has to prepare for during the course of the week. You know, you don't know what you're going to come up with. I mean, now you got Ty if he does his thing, and then you have Mr. Gold back there doing his thing. You don't know where he's going to line up. You don't know how you're going to defend it. So you got to spend time in preparing for where will he be. Because he's the, he's the focal point of the offense. I mean, you, it, and you go on that based on what happened last year. He did so much for this football team, uh, especially toward the end of the year. Right. I mean, whether it was running the ball. I mean, he did a phenomenal job running the ball. The hell, he even threw the ball. You know, so, you know, he is he's going to be a focal point on, on, the, on the upcoming defenses this year. And then as time progresses – they'll have that double-edged sword between Ty because it starts with them. LeBron, of course, he'll be a factor, but, you know, everything starts up front. You know, those guys do what they need to do and allow Ty and uh, Gore to do what they do. I mean, it's it's pretty exciting. I mean, this is the best time of the year because as a fan, um, everybody's undefeated. You know, everybody's excited about, you know, what's coming up. And looking forward to the first game and uh, so you know I'm excited you know who who would have been your super back i guess who would have wanted
5: to be your super back but who would have been your super back
4: oh i mean that was sammy i mean i mean sammy was sammy was and i think i've said this on the show before you know sammy was a component that I didn't have to worry about what Sammy's assignment was. Whether it was running, blocking. Of course, we never we didn't throw it to him, so we didn't have to worry about that. But when it came to what Sammy was supposed to do in and, and reference to a bat, Sammy did it. I mean, you didn't hear. I mean, on all fronts, on the field, off the field, you didn't. You, Sammy never complained. Sammy couldn't. If you didn't give the ball, Sammy give the ball to Sammy not one time. You wouldn't hear mm. a word mm. from Sammy. You just wouldn't. Um, but Sammy was a workhorse for us, and the type of offense that we ran, Sammy was a workhorse for us. And in order for me to accomplish what I accomplished, Sammy needed to do what he did, and he did a very good yeah. job. And, of doing and it. he said he was the fastest player on the offense. No, no, no. no I, I'm not <laughs> going to agree with that because Sammy, Sammy would break, Sammy, <laughs> Sammy would break a run every every, every game, and then get caught. <laughs> You you feel like
5: you feel like your sophomore year, Hanford would have been clamoring to be the, the Superback or something Sammy like that. he
4: would get every time he'd break a run. It From was, behind, right? It was, yeah, of course. I mean, it, it, it got, got kind of comical, you know, because.
6: I bet he didn't think it was funny. Well, he
4: didn't. That's why did. he started
6: jumping over yeah It was,
4: was, was kind of comical because, uh, you know, <laughs> Sam would break the run and we kind of said, oh,
6: he going to get caught. Yeah. <laughs> Catch yeah, but what's really sad is he was getting caught by the defensive tackles. You know? I'm not
4: going to go that far. Oh, okay. But, All right. but but he'd always get caught. Hey, I mean, The one time he didn't get caught, he stepped out of bounds.
6: <laughs> and maybe it was because he was going to get caught. No, you know? okay. that particular day it was against Florida State. He's has, not
3: here to defend himself. That's right. You know, so well, so you,
6: you can call him. You can
4: call him. We will verify. No, we always pile on on this program <laughs> when somebody's not right, here.
6: Right. Hey, Reg, I think it's the first time that we've talked to you since the passing of Coach Collins. Yeah. Um, what are some things, life on the field or off the field that you'll that you will forever remember about Bobby Collins and what has you've worked into your own fiber?
4: Well, you know, just just having that that trust in an individual. Um, outside of your family, you come into a new environment, you come in, in I, you know, I came from the D'Alberville to here with him along with Whitey Jordan and, and, and his staff, uh, you know, just giving me the opportunity, you know, putting the best players on the field, you know what I mean? It didn't matter who you were, where you came from, if you were the best player, you were going to play. And if you continue to play well, you stayed there. And if you didn't, you got replaced. But you know, Coach Collins was. Uh, it's kind of hard to put into words, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest with you, uh, because he meant he meant he meant a lot to me,
6: as well as several hundred other guys who, who come through here and came through this program. Um, but, when, but when you lose somebody like him too, it kind of puts your own mortality—not to be—not to be, be maudlin here—but you, your own mortality starts to come into play. You're thinking. Hmm. So basically,
4: you said I'm thinking about me being old. Well, me too. You're Forty, <laughs> right? You're
5: only forty, right
4: Okay, forty. You're the one that told us <laughs> yeah. your your grandkids was <laughs> watching
5: those highlights and said that can't be you. Yeah, that's,
7: that's true. Yeah,
6: that, that guy on TV is
4: skinny.
5: <laughs> exactly. And fast.
4: Yeah. You know and. But, you know, it, it does. You know, you look back and sometimes from time to time you just you forget how long it's been. I mean, you do. Sometimes I do. And then when I do think
6: about how long it's been, I just say, wow, I am getting old. But, but in many elements, it seems like it was yesterday. It does. It does. On, yeah. on, on both on both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> All
3: right, we're at uh, Mobe Vignet here on Hardy Street, two hour edition of the Eagle Hour. We've got the great Reggie Collier here with us uh, at the table. Going to continue our conversation. Still to come this hour, Lee Roberts as well, and uh, we'll have somebody from Bay over here to uh, talk to us. We'll be right back. Eagle Hour continues from Maubay Vignet in Hattiesburg.
0: southern miss to the, top. to the top you're tuned in to the eagle hour
3: hey we're glad you're with us around the super talk radio network this afternoon we're broadcasting on hardy street right across from the southern miss campus at mobay beignet company as we kick off the 2022 football season with reggie collier In addition to our normal and wonderful Eagle Hour sponsors, we want to thank South Mississippi Office Furniture, Heritage Firearms, Nowell Insurance Agency, and True Care Health and Wellness for helping us kick off. The 2022 Southern Miss football season here on Super Talk Mississippi in Hattiesburg. You'll be hearing their commercials all week and through the weekend, and we thank them for supporting Southern Miss and supporting our broadcast here today. Got the uh, Perfect 10. Well, this a great Reggie Collier. Uh, and, uh, you know, Reggie, I think back, I, I took a little heat, good hearted heat. Uh, from someone close to the football program this year when I made a comment on the air. about Close, close, close to the football program. I wish they quit using the terminology nasty bunch because the nasty bunch was different than what we've seen lately. But I think things are on their way back, and I think it kind of starts there defensively. I think this is going to be a good defensive team and I think a much improved team. Well, uh, it, it was a different
4: era. You know, that that named Aston is will be synonymous with USM football and
3: for the history for the history yeah, right. of, the, uh,
4: of the program. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they can create their own version of Aston Bunch. Uh, I think they did a pretty good job with the last year, to be honest with you. They right. played some pretty good defense, right. some extremely good defense. And <clears throat> So if they just continue to play and improve on what they did on the other side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, you know, that Monica. They, they can bring it back. You know, I would I would love for that name to be mentioned on a weekly basis. Right. The nasty bunch is back based on what those guys do on defense. But right. you know, I would love for that to happen. I mean, you know, that's just. That's and, and you told me one time that the, the <coughs>
3: toughest teams you ever played, and you played against the best teams in the country, were Louisiana teams. And there are two teams in no, this new league from Louisiana. Yeah, uh, those are those are going to be physical, tough rivalries, aren't they?
4: They yeah. are. I mean, in reference to what we were talking about earlier, it was Tulane, especially Tulane. I don't, I don't know what those boys were eating down there, what they were drinking, but I mean, when you got through playing with Tulane, you knew you went, you were in a dogfight, and um, you know, I just happened to be fortunate. So we came out on top, but. You know, this this, it, this is a different brand of football. It's a different era. It's not football didn't played in the phone booth like it was back then. Uh, everything is spread out, which it gives those guys with the athletic ability to get everything they can get out of it. I mean, the fans love it. You know, everybody loves it. I mean, it's entertainment now. I mean, that's what football is now. It's entertainment. You know, they love a 49-48 score. They don't want to see a 7-6 game. Mm
3: -hmm. How much would you have liked to have played in a spread offense?
4: I would have. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I sit back and just think about what the talent that we had, you know, you know, what if, you know, what could have been. Yeah. But then again, I do come back to saying it was was cool the way it was because it allowed us to do what we did and be pretty effective at it. So – you know, and I think that's that's evident for for me. It mainly. was iconic. It was, you know, and I think I've said it on the show before. You know, I happened to be a part of, of something special back then. You know, very special. You know, uh, so yeah, you, you think about what if if we did this, if we did that, if we doing what they did now with the athletes we had back then, what would we be doing and how would we be doing it? But. You know, it is what it is, and that's the way we work.
6: You asked about the guys at Tulane. Trust me on this. I know what they're they're drinking at Tulane. I can comment <laughs> on that. I, at least I know what, what their fans are drinking. We can't um, take him in public, man. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. But I want to ask you this, Reg. Regardless of at what level you play the game, obviously you played in the National Football League. Game one, to me, whether it's baseball, doesn't matter what what's, what sport it is. The first game is always. The big ones, as far as nerves go, and and so on, like that, of, of the season. So you talked about what Ty Keys needs to do, but take us to the mindset and how nervous he might be. Um, this with under the in the home game last week's last year's first game was on the road. This one's at right. home. A lot of expectations.
4: I don't think it'll be much nervous at all because if now if this has been the first game of his first college career and it's and it's at home, okay, yeah maybe you would have some nerves. Uh, And I can only, you know, rely on my personal experience. My first game that I actually started was on the road against Tulane. I mean, I was nervous. I mean, I was as nervous as I could be. You know, but once you get hit a couple times, you get into the floor of the game, I mean, it kind of goes away. But this is his second year. So it's not like this, this is something new, you know. He has a rhythm. He has a plan. He's done it before. He's played last year. Now you're coming in. You got a quality opponent coming in. You're looking forward to it. You're not nervous about it. You're looking forward to it. You know. You you want to go out. Yeah, first game of the year, yeah, you're excited about it. Get to hit somebody else. Well, they don't do no hit no way. They don't practice now. No. <laughs> yeah. You know. But, That's right. But yeah, I mean, that we, is the point. You, you get a chance to hit somebody. Right. Uh, it, and, it, we
5: should remember that he played at Alabama last year, started, had a really good drive, yeah. You know, scored and stuff. I, you mentioned about they don't get hit. This is to right now, an hour ago, the NCAA has released what they call now an update to the defenseless player slash passer, rule 227 a Defenseless player is one who, because of the physical position and focus of concentration, is vulnerable to injury. Reggie Collier, a player in the act of or just after throwing a pass is now called a defenseless player. Wow. In the act of throwing a pass, Yeah. how would your football career be different if that was the case? We're not playing football anymore. Just out from the NCAA.
4: It is it's different, like I said before. It's, it's a different era, um, and like football is entertainment, it really is. And that main component of that entertainment piece is the quarterback. You know, especially the way things are focused now offensively. With you know, th- it's nothing to throw the ball 50 times a game. I threw the ball 50 times in five games. They doing it what I did passing wise in one game that I did in half a season.
6: But, but you were telling us kinda of before the show that you, you didn't really prefer to pass the ball necessarily. I didn't tell you that. I didn't tell you that. <laughs> okay, no, okay. I didn't tell you well, that. Good. Right. C- correct I me, just then. said that that's
4: the brand of football that was played at the time. No one nobody in the country with the exception of maybe um BYU, Miami, um Pittsburgh, with the with those Iconic kind of quarterback Dan Marino, Elway, and I mean nobody threw the ball. Everybody ran the wishbone or some version of the wishbone, an option offense. The power eye, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Alabama, Auburn, all those guys, Mississippi State. I mean, Lord invented the wishbone. He was at Mississippi State. I mean, everybody ran some version. <coughs> excuse me, of an option. So. Like I say, the days of the 7-6 games, the 13-14 games, it, it, it's over, you know, because it's so many factors that's, that's involved now that, that was not involved back then, which is TV.
6: So you so you would have rather passed it. It just wasn't in the, the, the game's DNA at that time.
4: I'm just like any other quarterback. Of course I wanted to pass it, but, you know, I I, I knew what we had to do in order for us to be successful. Gotcha. And I think that's a
5: part of your game that gets forgotten because people saw you run so much. People just said, you know, the the people that talk about it said, dude, Collier
4: had a cannon. I I had the ability to throw the ball. I mean, I did. And I had –
5: Understatement of the day, right? We
4: we had people who go get it, you know, uh, could catch it. But that's just not who we were. And that's not the style of ball that we played. We threw it when we had to throw it. I mean, you do it – I mean, it's basically like the running game now. You run a play, okay, just to throw the defense off, all right? And the next thing you know, the next three, four days, you're, you're passing the ball. But, you know, back to what I was saying earlier, the game has evolved to the point where it's entertainment now, all right? <clears throat> so, and I applaud the NCA to a certain level because of the simple fact they're trying to protect these guys, you know, because once you leave college, there is no – medical plan exceeding college and these guys are bigger they're stronger they're faster and the collisions are much more violent because of the spacing that's involved now back then two or three yards you're hitting somebody now these guys are running 15 20 yards before they're colliding with somebody so the violence of the game is still there but they're trying to tone it down and doing whatever they can to protect the play.
3: All right, Reggie, we want to thank you, man. We, we don't want to ever kick off a football season on the Eagle <laughs> Hour that you're not our guest. We never have. Yeah, man. No, no, no. We're not ever going to do that.
4: And I appreciate you guys having right, band the man. The
3: great Reggie Collier from MoBay Beignet Company, two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour continues <laughs> right after this. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: Southern Miss to the top.
3: Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting live from Mo Bay Beignet Company on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, two-hour edition of the show. We're glad everybody's with us. I want to, again, thank South Mississippi Office Furniture, Heritage Firearms, True Care, and Nowell Insurance Agency for helping us kick off the football season here on Super Talk Hattiesburg, and, of course, Uh, the awesome Eagle Hour sponsors that are with us each and every week. Uh, We're very grateful uh, to all those guys. On the road again Friday we'll be, I guess you could say, across the road and down by the stadium at 4th Street Bar Grill. We're looking forward to that. Going to give away two season tickets later in the show as well. Also Jeremy McClain, Lee Applewhite, and Daniel Stewart still to come. But right now this is quarterback hour. Another great, iconic quarterback uh, in Southern Miss history as Lee Roberts joins us. And Lee, Always good to have you on the Eagle Hour, and I know you, like us, are excited about the kickoff of football season.
7: Man, somebody asked me earlier today, said, "Are you ready for football?" I'm like, "I'm like, ready or not, it's coming." So I, I am ready. It seems like it's been a, a long time since December, and you know, obviously a lot has happened since then. But uh, super, super excited, and glad, glad to be on, helping kick off this uh, special edition today.
3: Right. As a guy that is the color analyst uh, of the radio network, uh, you see every game. What do you think fans will see as the biggest differences uh, in the next three or four weeks uh, with this football team as compared to last year?
7: And I think one will be confident. You know, last year obviously a lot of things went, you know, against us, and you know, therefore, you really couldn't see much confidence until the latter part of the season, and I, I think. You take that, the momentum that we had, you build it into a really good spring where we added a lot of good good players, a lot of great depth, and a really good fall camp. I think you're going to see just some confidence overall. I mean, I think defensively we're going to be strong again. I think that's one area that, you know, we played pretty well last year, but I think the biggest thing you'll see, I think, is offensively, I think we're just going to be a much sharper unit. Obviously, Tyke's. Name the starter. He's got a lot of weapons, a lot of tools. Um, the wide receiver position I feel like is going to be an area that, that should be highlighted this year. And then obviously got some some help in the backfield with Frank Gore as well. So I think off- offensively I'm hoping will be a, a big improvement in year two under Will Hall.
5: Hey, Lee, Luke uh, here. They released the depth chart today. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it. Uh, but a couple couple things that stand out to me and just get your comments on them. Love the fact the Superback is listed as the 12th position on the on the official uh, roster. What, what does that say? I mean, is that is that Will Hall just, you know, making Liberty prepared? Do you think we'll see uh, the Superback Rambo uh, Antavius Willis listed as the starter, Chandler Pittman as the backup?
7: Yeah, you know, I think you will. I mean, I think after, uh, you know, the way we finished last year, I think that Superback is going to be a part of the system. I don't think it's going to replace the quarterback, however, but I think you might see, you know, Antavius Willis in there in a, in a two back situation. Um, I just, I think it's just going to be part of the offense. So, uh, hey, I'm kudos to Will Hall for trying to get that 12th guy on the field, man. Super, uh, super impressed. But again, just goes to show you. I mean, the talent that this team has, and we're going to continue to, um, continue to get better at the, at the wide receiver and skill position. Coach Hall's doing an excellent job recruiting, and, and that's just a, an opportunity to put extra talent on the field, extra athletes, and, that, and that's what's going to happen.
5: Talk about the skill positions. Of course, Frank Gore Jr. starting, Janari Dean and uh, Richard listed as the backups. But the wide receiver, of course, Brownlee at the X, uh, kind of, you know, split out the other side. Brandon Hayes from from Oak Grove listed as uh, as the starter. Frog Jones behind him. I guess Demo's still dinged up. That's why he, he's not here. But is uh listed at the slot. Am I the only one? I think casting's going to have a huge breakout year. And, and just kind of your comment about the redshirt freshman Hayes starting at the
7: H. You know, I'm super excited about Hayes, uh, Brandon Hayes. I mean, obviously – if you're from the Hattiesburg area or Oak Grove area, you know that he's a guy that has talent. You saw it in high school. Uh, you know him that he's had talent. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he may, he may be one of the most talented guys on this roster, so I'm glad that he's kind of made that jump into the starting role, and let's hope he can he can keep it there. Let's hope he has some production. Obviously, Brownlee, we know what you're going to get out of Brownlee. You're going to get some double covers this year, so guys like uh, Brandon Hayes is, is going to have to step up. Jacarius Caston, obviously has had a great fall camp. He's another guy that's going to step up. And, and, and indeed, we are talented at the wide receiver position. Even looking at the 2-D, the there's a lot of great names on there as well. But super excited for Brandon Hayes, obviously, uh, jumping in that starting position. And behind him, Latrell Jones, I mean, a very talented Juco transfer as well.
5: Lee, we should say uh, we're live at MoBay Beignet Company uh, in Hattiesburg today, and if you hear some smacking, it's because they just brought about five uh, plates full of beignets. So it's be me, jealous. It's me,
3: I'll confess, it's I'm you already, that was smacking. I'm in yeah. the beignets. There, I, I, I
5: heard it thing. in the, in the ear. And, and Lee, we know you're 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 slim and trim out there, but you should cut it, come to MoBay because it is it's it's fine. Center, what you got for Lee?
6: Lee, I wanted to ask you. Consider you talked about the word confidence in the very first uh, reply today and confidence to me for keys is is paramount so if if that's the case what type of game do you expect will hall to call as far as uh you know not making it to you know too too tough on keys considering it is the opener and there's a lot riding on this one
7: no it is i mean obviously home opener you want to play well you want to do well you know liberty is going to come in here Hugh Freeze is going to try to Make a statement as well. His first time returning to his alma mater. Um, you know, does have a one or no record against Southern Miss, but that was two years ago. I feel like Ty Keys named the starter early. Uh, and that's because confidence is what Will Hall has in him. I mean, if you go out to practice or you hear coaches talk, I mean, they talk about what Ty Keys is has done and what he will do. I mean, a very, very talented kid again moving from a 1a high school program into his second year here at southern miss only played in really four games last year due to injury but this is a guy that has developed in the off season has had a really good spring and a really good fall camp the guys are rallying around him Uh, he's a guy that his leadership has really stepped up so i think that's going to play a huge part in the success of this football program but i think offensively we will go the way Ty keys goes he has to have a big day Saturday.
6: Yeah, but I was thinking a lot of two and three step drops. You know, getting the ball out of his hand quickly to where he's not in a whole lot of a whole lot of danger, and that the offense is able to you know sustain drives four or five yards at a time rather than going downfield. And if, if for no other reason to keep the defense rested and off the field.
7: You know, I mean, I think the, the short passing game for sure will some, will be something that Coach Hall does, but. Again, you gotta you gotta remember, Ty Tykes is a guy that can hurt you with his legs as well. So, if his first or second look is not there, I would anticipate him tucking it and trying to make something happen with his legs. I mean, he's that kind of an athlete; he can hurt you there. But his arm is good, and uh, he can sling it too. So, again, looking for big things. But yeah, I do I do feel like uh, maybe a little conservative up front. Yeah, so I think again. I think confidence is there, and I think uh, as the game goes on, you'll see Coach Hall open open up the the playbook a little bit. All
3: right, Lee. So we've got uh, Jeremy McClain coming uh, here to kick off the second hour, and uh, it's under his leadership that we start this new era of Southern Miss football. As a guy that uh, has been on the mountaintop uh, with this football program, uh, you've seen you've seen it at its very best. Your thoughts about uh, the kickoff into the Sun Belt and what this change means for the future of the program.
7: You know, for a guy that was at Southern Miss in the mid 90s, mid to late 90s, the beginning of a conference era, we were super excited about, you know, getting into Conference USA, but Obviously, the direction that Conference U has gone, Conference USA has gone, and then the direction that we feel like the Sunbelt is going, I mean, it's just a perfect fit for Southern Miss. And so kudos to Jeremy McLean and all the administration that was able to make it happen. Uh, a regional conference to where you're going to have road games that you're able to drive to, to Monroe, to Lafayette, to Troy, to South Alabama. Even over uh, Georgia State or Georgia Southern, I mean, times where you know fans can can jump in the car and you know make a road trip without really having to drive across the country or fly across the country. I think it's going to be huge. One for Southern Miss on the road, but two, I think opposing teams will or likewise they'll be able to bring fans as well. So I think it's a a big big plus. I'm excited about it. Again. Conference Tuesday was a, a great fit for a while, but this will be a huge, huge opportunity for Southern Miss in the Sun Belt.
5: Lee, 30 seconds left. Give me uh, two big keys on either side of the ball for Saturday.
7: You know, one, offensively I think you have to protect the football. That's one thing you have to do all the time. And if you protect the football, you know, things are going to go in your, your way. And then defensively, I think you just you got to be able to make tackles and not give up the big play. So uh, defensively can't let their quarterback make too many big uh, plays and don't let the athletes get behind them so offensively protect the ball defensively don't give up the big play
3: Alright, Lee will be joining us uh, Monday and every Monday at 1.40 as football season kicks off uh, Lee, we're at Bay Beignet. I know you're not here so I'm going to eat a couple extras just uh, in your honor is that good, my man?
7: Hey, save me one or two, man I'd love to reheat one tomorrow <laughs> if I could so I've got the, uh, here, man. got the bib you guys out. There. Yeah.
3: Luke's, Luke's <laughs> got his bib on, Lee. Thanks. Lee Roberts, everybody, hey. on the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from Mobile Bay Company here on uh, Hardy Street, and we're going to have one of the owners here in just a minute, so stay with us.
0: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top.
3: Hey, welcome back to a two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour from Mo Baby BJ Company here on Hardy Street. We're kicking off football 2022. Hey, I want to thank our good buddies at South Mississippi Office Furniture. They're helping us kick off the football season on Super Talk. They're proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. They serve Hattiesburg and the surrounding area. Since 1975, South Mississippi Office Furniture is a staple in the Pine Belt and those the customer's needs, is uh, they're always their top priority. We really do appreciate them being here, along with Heritage Firearms, True Care, uh, Health and Wellness, Nile Insurance Agency, and, of course, all of our regular Eagle Hour sponsors. We're at Mobin Beignet Company. I guess you can hear Luke in the background. He has literally created a paste for the top of his beignet. You take,
5: you take cinnamon, which no. is my dip. This is a, my dip. And I took powdered sugar from your bowl, right? stole it from you, and then I've created... My last
1: beignet's gone. It's gone. Wait, there's more.
5: But oh, there's like 15 okay. more on the table, okay. Bob. You're okay. You're all good. Right. Hey, you look like you're working in a meth lab over there with trying all these- to- <laughs> All these <laughs> mixtures. Only a little of, distracting. I was yeah. summoning my inner <laughs> Kelly Center when I saw food. Right. That's exactly what I was
1: doing.
3: Morgan is one of the owners of Mo Bibinier, and the way we're all acting here at the table is a pretty good chance you're never going to invite us back. Is oh, y'all right?
1: are always welcome, of course. <laughs> of course.
3: Hey, we're glad to be here, and we think this is such a great business. And uh, you've been a, since you opened, really, you, you jumped on board with the Eagle Hour, and we're really grateful to you.
1: Yeah, we, we love you guys a lot. It seems like the last time I was with you guys, we were celebrating regional and super regional and we blinked.
3: We were at the baseball And office, exactly. here we are. It's time for right. football. We were, we were eating beignets at Scott Berry's office. Yes. 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 So here we, we are. So I
5: wasn't there that day, but I did eat them in the roost.
3: She um, brought them yeah. a few times. Yeah. The yeah. He wasn't there that day, was he? Oh, no. Well, we're glad to be here. Tell our listeners a little bit about your shop down here. It's just fantastic.
1: Okay. So we specialize in fresh made from scratch beignets. We've got coffee and we've, what makes us a little bit different is we make syrups with our beignets uh their signature syrups we make them in-house i've got buttercream and cinnamon we always have those and then our seasonal today is strawberry and coconut but it's the last day for strawberry and coconut so you'll have to come out and see us today for that and we'll have a new one tomorrow
3: it's wrong to cut off the strawberry i
1: know well we did i was it. trying
3: to eat it it's wrong. well we
1: we kept it all summer we were only supposed to have it in may and we decided to keep it all summer so
3: it's delicious it's
1: very good it's one Here's of favorites. What my
3: wife said about your place here she said your beignets were better than Cafe Du Monde. They are, and <laughs> no, no bias. No, and on top of that, you you add the salt, you add it's these, these toppings that it changes it's, everything. It
1: does absolutely. I,
5: I will, as somebody who was born in New Orleans and lived in New Orleans, Bay has better
3: beignets than Cafe Du
5: Monde. Thank Correct.
1: you. As I kicked that. off
3: every every tournament here, yeah, the. Uh, conference tournament, the regional, the super regional. super regional, Yep, had to kick it off right here. So yeah. I've got a bib on. You literally
6: do. <laughs> Kelly's got a beach towel for yeah. him. <laughs> man, oh man. And and this is radio, so not television. You can't see that the only person who has not enjoyed a bignette. It's shocking.
3: Jody really hurt your feelings. He?
6: <laughs> well, it, the fact of the matter is my liver enzymes are up and you could probably guess why.
3: I couldn't but, imagine. <laughs> What did, what did Jody tell you about the picture? Remember, Kelly is. Yeah, we were, a yeah, we were, we were taking
5: a picture with Reggie, Reg, Reggie Collier and, and Jody Lott from the background. Just yells, "What? Yeah,
6: it's only an eight by ten." <laughs>
5: we should mention Morgan, by the way. You have you have succeeded in life and, and accomplished great in your life with uh, your father, who Jody is a, Lott, no help to
3: you. Jody at all, Lott so. is your father. How did you overcome that, Morgan?
1: <laughs> Lots of powdered sugar and coffee. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Oh, is that what this is?
3: Powdered sugar, sugar and (laughs) coffee. So Kelly has literally not touched a beignet. I'm almost apoplectic. I'm in shock.
6: But but I but I have been enjoying uh, the different flavored coffees they've got. They've got uh, uh, right here uh, pecan praline coffee and chicory and the decaf.
3: I got my eyes on you because I was in the studio the day you licked the last three donuts and said, does anybody want a donut before I finish them off? <laughs> well,
5: that's, that's the way you Morgan, do it. There, Morgan, there's, there's great
6: risk in bringing us into your store. <laughs> we really appreciate
5: oh, that. That's welcome. why I always
6: have one single $100 bill in my wallet. I say, I don't want to bring this 100 I don't want to break this. Does any, Will anybody cover my $5? <laughs> uh, bucks? i have been there. I've You're you yeah. right
5: across from campus. I can read the 1910 on the front of campus yes, there. You can walk. Tell us your your hours here and when people can come see you.
1: So on the weekday mornings we open at seven thirty. As it
3: continues to <laughs> eat the <pino> yeah.
5: <laughs>
1: I wish y'all could see this. Um, and we're open till nine, Monday through Thursday night. But on Saturday nights and Friday nights we're open till eleven. So we're open late. So nice fun little so, hangout. Well spot. football
3: weekend should be yes. fantastic yes. for you.
1: And we have free Wi Fi, so if you're a student, come hang out. We got a couch area, got plenty of tables, we got a full espresso bar. So,
3: so everybody that listens to this show around the state, many of whom will probably be here this weekend, mm-hmm. you are right across the street from the yes. main entrance
6: to the campus. Yes.
1: We've already had a few people that have told us they're going to be tailgating, walking distance, and they're going to be visiting us. So,
6: But it's it's one thing to say that you're going to have a better beignet than that other place in New Orleans. but So how do you go about doing that? I mean, you don't just go on the internet and say beignet recipes. You
1: um, know? Well, it's all the love. We use a lot of love in our recipe, and it, it it is a made-from-scratch recipe that the founder created.
6: I feel it. Okay. <laughs> Deep so, within
5: all me. All
3: right. When Morgan comes back next hour, we're going to give away... A pair of season football tickets, and we're going to let you draw. Okay. That way, uh, you know we'll know what'll be on the up and up. Correct. Sounds That'll good. Sounds good to you. Yep. We're at Mobe Beignet Company, and we're happy to be down here with Morgan and her husband and uh, her dad, Jody Long. I'm sorry. Hard. hard to believe. It was so
5: good, though. I finished that beignet during that. Time. All right.
3: When we come back, Jeremy McLean, athletics director, is here in the shop. He's going to join us. Lee Applewhite, Daniel Stewart, lots more to hang around for. We'll be right back. Huh?
0: Southern Miss to the top top. you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour hey welcome back to our
3: edition of the Eagle Hour we're broadcasting from Mo Bay Beignet company here in Hattiesburg enjoying beignets and coffee and having a great time uh, with the staff here and uh, we thank them very much for having us uh, down here this afternoon. Also, want to thank Nile Insurance Agency, True Care uh, Health and Wellness, South Mississippi Office Furniture, Heritage Firearms for helping Super Talk kick off the football weekend here on Super Talk Hattiesburg. And of course, a special thanks to all of our great Eagle Hour sponsors. Jeremy McLean, of course, is the athletics director at Southern Miss, and. Uh, no stranger to our show. Jeremy, first of all, I want to thank you for always coming on the show. But then you 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 even come to where we're broadcasting from. We're grateful to you. Well, no, I
2: mean, appreciate the opportunity to be here. I was just thinking we don't get to sit face-to-face very often. So Correct. I appreciate it's the mostly opportunity. Mostly over and the phone, yeah. I was really excited about eating some beignets, but it uh, looks, looks like Luke ate them all before That's I got right. here. So. Man, Luke
3: has been at, like in the overdrive. The first here time here today, Sander doesn't get
5: a cheap shot.
3: So I'll, I'll take yeah. it with these beignets. <laughs> all right, so, Jeremy, this is uh, every every – Start of the year is special. But I think this is really special. This is uh, this is the start of a new era due to your leadership. So I wanna know what you're thinking as we're just a couple of days away from uh, kicking things off as a member of the Sun uh, Sunbelt Conference.
2: Yeah, just excitement I think is the right word. I, I think, you know, there's been some build up obviously to get to this point. July one was the date and, and we kinda turned the page and started moving forward. But, uh, to be able to, to get to a point where we're competing in, in the Sun Belt Conference and, and, uh, kind of immersed in it now. And I think we've all been very encouraged by what we've seen from a leadership standpoint within the conference, um, just kind of how we, how the conference functions and, and really the vision for where we're headed. And so, uh, just extremely excited for our university. Uh, to have uh, this breath of fresh air and an opportunity to really gain some momentum. And I think we started that, you know, I'll, talk, I'll go back and talk about baseball season. You know, I think we started that at the, in May and June, this level of momentum for the community and the university. Uh, and 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 those two things combined, and that obviously continued through the summer with the transition to the sun belt and now we've got a great opportunity in front of us in the fall to to build on that and uh you know it starts this Saturday, and our football staff have been doing a great job of getting our guys ready to compete at a high level, and uh, we have just a tremendous opportunity in front of us this fall,
3: you know we had Commissioner Gill on the show last week, guys was it last week yep. We were, we were just so impressed with him, and, and he just exuded uh, leadership.
2: Yeah, yeah, been very impressed. And, and so it was unique. Uh, when I was still at Troy as athletic director, uh, Keith had – He had been announced as a commissioner, and he and I talked on the phone a couple times, and I left uh, just a couple months after he took the role. And so he and I missed each other, but we got a chance to know each other on the phone a little bit. And and so during the transition, we obviously spent a lot of time uh, visiting as we kind of got deep into that. And, and I was very impressed and have not been disappointed at all in what we've seen as we've like I said, have kind of gotten immersed in it. Uh, his leadership is evident. I think he's put together an outstanding staff, which, which, is, which really makes it happen. Um, and so our, our coaches have continually said to me, Man, I'm just so happy with where we're at and what we're hearing and what we're seeing from conference leadership. And it makes a big difference, and it, it just feels different for us, and I'm very thankful for that. And, and Keith, obviously, he's he's the leader of the group, and is, uh, he's been fantastic.
5: We, we did press him on could he do some executive fiat where we have the rock and App State doesn't. He, we, we did press him on that. that that's been a real – Have you in Appalachian State? Our Appalachian, we should Appalachian. Yeah, we uh, we got corrected last week. Has that been a has it been a a fun spot between between the eighties? It has
2: not come up yet, but we might have to. You know, we get a chance to hopefully play each other. Sometime in the near future, we're not on the schedule this year in football, but uh, we might have to play for for bragging rights. we I do have a standpoint.
5: question about that. I didn't ask him about that. So we 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 travel this year. Our, our traveling opponents are Coastal and, and Georgia State. That's right. Are those going to be on a rotating basis, or is it we we've got them for the foreseeable future? Yeah,
2: no, not necessarily. So so one of the decisions, and, and there's some to be determined involved here, but one of the decisions from a scheduling standpoint that was made is that we wouldn't necessarily go on a rotational basis because. That would mean, for example, that you know, if if you're playing seven schools on the other side, it might take you um, you know 14 years to get to that final final place Just to play, play right? And yeah, play yeah. and so. And so I think it's going to be more of a a revolving situation where it's not necessarily a rotation. So, for instance, Coastal won't necessarily come to us next year. Uh, It'll be more of a a, a rotating situation from an opponent's standpoint on the other side, which I like, because I don't think you want to have that much time in between playing opponents. Sure,
5: and I think it's a – the fact you do, you get to travel to Coastal. it's a great, great trip for our fans. And the one place we've all been talking about is we want to go to Boone, you know, yeah. and th- for yeah. that joking reason. Yeah. But from from uh, what they say, so I think a lot of people are excited about that.
6: And we don't have to worry about Appalachian or just crap state. We're just calling <laughs> crap state, and that that'll be that. That'll you didn't be, hear that. You, We're trying to get the yeah. rivalries going early. I, yeah. see, I like it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you you talked about. You know, with Southern Miss fans, the, the fickle ones, the fair-weathered ones, well, give me something to be excited about, and I'll get on board. Well, here's the Sunbelt Conference. But in fairness, they do seem to be responding. You're on the cusp of all-time numbers of Eagle Club scholarships, yep. which Lee Applewhite will talk about later. You're almost at the record for contributions. Kind of bring us up to date.
2: Yeah, so not to steal Lee's thunder, but we are really, um, this month or uh, before October, uh, gets here, we will, um, we will, we will, I feel confident announce a record number of members and record number of revenue uh, from the Eagle Club standpoint, which has been a goal of ours and you're really excited to get to that point. We also raised in total uh, about eight point two, 8.3 million dollars this past fiscal year, which is. Uh, probably second or third best all time and so we want to set the record here in the near future and i think we will so from a fundraising standpoint we've seen a lot of success over the past 12 to 14 months and uh yes there are still fickle fans who say hey give us something to be excited about and i'm okay with that we plan on doing that too we just but hope people
5: hosted a super regional I mean. <laughs> but
2: but people are responding i, I think is your point yes. Kelly. and i think we see that and we feel that and you know and i've people get tired of me probably saying momentum and and energy but i think you can sense it in the community that people are just ready to embrace what's i think about to happen and and i'm confident in that and and so excited about what what that looks like for us but but yeah we've we've had a great response from our folks and and want to continue to build on that
6: and not long ago you released a, a, a grand vision of the athletics of the athletics department one of the one of the notes on there was that you'd like to bring more of the sports to an on-campus yeah. environment but it seems to me that to a degree you're challenged by being landlocked and some some complications there can you fill in some yeah of those that, that's that's you know and that's that's one of those i told
2: people this there's 25 objectives there for us. some of them are very you know you probably look at it and go well no kidding you want to do that and they're kind of broad-based but I think it's important to talk about those and put them on paper and hold ourselves accountable. But ones like that, for instance, are, are very um, – they're what I call stretch goals. They're, they're, they're going – there's going to take some work for us to get there, but there is a master plan from a facility, from a university standpoint, that includes certain aspects of, of, of murals and, and, and uh, new facilities moving back on campus, as I mentioned. So that's nothing new. That's, that's part of our university master plan. What we'd like to do is try to speed up that process a little bit and, and make that happen sooner rather than later. So it's gonna take some maneuvering. I couldn't tell you today as we sit here, this is, this is what's gonna happen. Um, but I can tell you that we've been working on options and, and uh, visiting with the university uh, leadership on, hey, what, what do we think is feasible? How do we get to a place where everyone's taken care of in the way they need to be? And, and uh, it's something we'll continue to to continue talk about and hopefully be able to share something, you know, uh, in the near future.
3: Uh, we may have to hold you over here for Yeah, a bit. you bet. You bet. Uh, I want to talk about another sport. I mean, we know what happened with baseball. We're yeah. all very proud of that. We're excited about football. But, Jeremy, I believe – from an outsider's view looking in that basketball particularly men's basketball can be a real money generating sport for an athletic department and i noticed that in your plan you placed a great emphasis on improving facilities at the basketball arena so i believe you must share that view that that is a Real source of potential revenue. Yeah, it
2: is, and and I'm not shy about saying we have not been able to capture that for quite some time, right? And there's other there's we, we could talk about the reasons why and got behind the eight ball, whatever. But we're not there yet. But I do think part of that plan for success for men's basketball has to be addressing facility needs uh, it has to be uh, a practice facility for our programs you know it has to be uh, creating a atmos- game atmosphere that makes sense and can be something people can get excited about it has to be you know addressing the amenities for fans at Reed Green so all those things and they're front and center we've already started those discussions we've been talking about it for well over a year we've been meeting with architects So we're, we're kind of down the road on some of those things um, but yeah I think that's a critical piece of our success as a department, and it's going to is how how do we figure out how to address the basketball facility needs and therefore impact our basketball programs in a positive way? And
3: you place a lot of emphasis on Olympic sports, and, and we do a lot with the track yep. coaches and some of those guys. There, there's
5: not a there is not a better track coach around than a, who we have in, right now. In, in yep. what we've got and for who we are, even schools that that have greater budgets than us. There's nobody better than John Stewart. Yeah,
2: John does a fantastic job and his staff. They, they've done a lot with Little. And, and so my objective is to try to get them in a position where they're rewarded. And, and what I mean by that is that our student athletes have the facilities they need to reach their full potential. And we've made it work. And uh, you know, our facility functions well in a lot of ways. But I just think we can be better and do better. And um, so that's why we intentionally put the Olympic sport piece in there. Because, again, I think if we talk about it and put it front and center, there's a much more likelihood for us to focus on results.
3: All right, Jeremy McLean, Athletics Director at Southern Miss, is here with us at Mo Bay Company. Uh, Lee Applewhite is going to join us as well. We're going to try to get both you guys on here at the same time. We're going to continue from Mo Bay right after this. Side. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour from Mo Bay Company on Hardy Street right across from the Southern Miss campus as we are officially kicking off the 2022 football season uh, here on the Eagle Hour. We'll be back on the road Friday right in the shadow of the rock down at 4th Street Bar and Grill, and I uh, look forward to that. Coming up, we're going to give away a couple seasons season football tickets, and uh, we'll get Morgan back over here to do that but now we want to continue our conversation with athletics director jeremy McLean and uh lee applewhite joins us too uh and uh lee thank you for coming on as well i appreciate the invite so you're sitting right here by the boss we'll give him a, an opportunity to talk about uh, all the great momentum jeremy and all seriousness that we seem to be seeing with fundraising and how much of that is due to to the excitement of the Sun Belt?
2: I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I do think that that excitement um, with the transition has helped us in many ways, helped us have some conversations. But I, but I think, too, we did some things, and, and I, we talked to our staff a lot about this, you have to prepare for success. And we did a lot of things uh, two years ago as far as structure of our staff and organization and how we, we want to do things, how can we be more effective. So those things begin to kind of take shape, and 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 especially after we got out of COVID, and and have some impact for us. And then you add the transition piece and just the, the general excitement, and it's allowed. And Lee and his staff—they've done Lee's done a fantastic job with a Circle Champion program, and uh, you know we set a new record this year in, in numbers from a, from new member standpoint. And so, but that structure of our staff and putting people in the right place, I think, really kind of laid a foundation to take advantage of this momentum and excitement that's come come with the transition to the Sun Belt and Lee you see it from your position don't you
8: absolutely and you know a big part of it is people see the direction that we're headed Jeremy's the way he's got everything set up for us is you know we're we're being successful in a lot of areas and our fans see that they feel that so they want to be a part of it they see the the direction that we're headed in and it's, uh, over the next several years, going to be a fun ride for us.
3: Jeremy, you told me the last time we talked that the single most important thing people can do to help Southern Miss is buy season
6: sports yes. tickets. Yes,
2: and, and that hasn't changed. And, and obviously Eagle Club and Circle Champions, all those things are important. But if we talk about a revenue stream, that not only impacts our bottom line, but also impacts our game atmosphere and, and, and just the environment that our teams get to play in. Buying season tickets and either either showing up or giving them to someone who will show up, that's the biggest impact an individual could have on our programs. Yeah, and
3: I guess you see that. Well, you're the guy that's out there every day talking about people about fundraising.
8: What do you sense is the vibe among the Southern Miss fan base right now? They're excited. I mean, they have they should be. You know, one reason why I just said the coaches that we have lined up, the programs, the direction that we're headed, they're excited. You know, we're we're very close. To to breaking some records, fundraising wise, Eagle Club wise, season ticket wise, um, we're we're close to ten thousand season tickets, and I think we're going to get there for football. And then I have I have some number, I have some updated numbers that Brent I should mention Brendan Jones too because he runs the Eagle Club now, and he does a terrific job. Uh, his staff works hard every single day, and they're on the phones, they're out and about with me, and seeing folks out. It's just they have an incredible staff. And, it's, and uh,
6: it's kind of cool, too, on social media that they'll post, like, a scoreboard as, as mm-hmm. the number of memberships are going up and the you know, revenue from contributions are coming in. And some people might think that's kind of hokey, but it works. You know? It, because we're, we're in the keeping and score business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
8: <laughs> yeah, Well, that's right. I mean, people see how close we are, and they want to help us do that. So, I mean, as of when I left the office a little while ago, we're 200 members short. Of the record and uh, fifty-five thousand dollars, so uh, we're close, and we have until October 31st to do that. And I'm, I'm almost certain we're going to do that.
6: No, let's do that by August 15th. That's that would be right. great if we could do. I mean, September 15th, yeah. September 15th. Right,
3: we, we can't, we can't let. Having Jeremy with us get by us without talking about baseball for a minute, because yeah, yeah. Jeremy was an All-American pitcher and a legendary uh, figure at Delta State University. <laughs> yeah, but really, second all-time winningest pitcher in Division Two baseball history. Yeah, yeah. but Division Two, Bob. Come on. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> what? Why don't you try? I, I, look, why don't you try hitting his fastball? Right no, now, no, right?
6: no, uh, thanks, uh,
3: Jeremy. Uh, the the baseball season was so exciting that at the conclusion of the season, I actually hugged Lee after the uh, uh, we really did. I mean, you. Would have thought we were like hadn't seen each other in 20 years. I've been to I don't know how many Southern Miss baseball games. Leaking the test, I don't really miss many. I have never seen anything like the atmosphere that existed here in the regional tournament with LSU. Your thoughts about that?
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I you know I, I told our staff a few times and I tried to kind of take my own advice. I wanted them to stop for a minute and take it in because. We're obviously working hard to try to make things go, but that's not something that happens all no. the time, right? No. And I don't mean just for Southern Miss. I mean, I've been to regionals. They're not all like that, I promise no. you. And so the atmosphere that was created there the, between the regional and super regional and, and, obviously, three weekends of baseball in a row with the conference tournament was just unbelievable. And, and so, you know, we found out a lot of things about what's possible, I think, for us as a baseball program and as a fan base. And then I think, you know, for for us, we we get to enjoy it for a second, and then we have to think about how do we keep getting better, right? And so, you know, we sold out a few times. How do we address that moving forward at the P? You know, what, what kind of adjustments do we want to make? What type of investment? Can we make to continue to move that program forward and and so that's kind of where the conversation's been with us since you know since the end of June is what what things can we impact quickly and what's our long term vision for our baseball program to build on the momentum but just a really special uh, few weekends there and 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 something I definitely didn't take for granted and you know so thankful for scott and and you know, i I didn't take it for granted I didn't take for granted the fact that you know. He, as an individual, we as a program, but he as an individual, deserved that moment, and I uh, was really, really, really happy for him.
3: Well, I had this conversation with someone just a couple of weeks ago. and I hope too that I hope too that business owners in this community now have a better appreciation for this university. How many millions of dollars those tournaments brought in? and having moved back here after having lived here a long time, moved away, moved back 13 years ago? i see what the university and the athletic department means to the to the community do you think we're seeing and i'll I'll throw this question at you lee do you think we're seeing more business owners embrace that realization
8: of how important it is to support the university absolutely it was it was huge for them you know and not only did we host a regional we hosted a super regional and that I mean, the economic impact, I don't have the numbers in front of me, Jeremy, but I'm sure it was. Millions of dollars. It was. It was. I mean, they've got to want that again. And, you know, to continue to be successful and continue to build on what we've done, they've started to get involved more and more, and I think you'll see more and more businesses get involved with us because we can do some special things here. We are doing some special things, but it can keep getting better, and I think that's what they're jumping on. Well,
6: with with LSU here, the beer sales alone, uh, we're (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> they, they did. They did tell me that we, we moved quite a few cases.
8: Yeah, the, the
3: atmosphere was hard to. Yeah. If you weren't here, it would be impossible to describe yeah. to somebody what it was like.
6: But but from a media standpoint too, Bob, we see behind the scenes and honestly, full disclosure, guys, it would have been real easy to crack under that pressure two straight weekends. But and and we've at times been critical of the university when we felt we had to. Man, I thought I don't think you. I think every I was dotted, every T was crossed. From our standpoint, as outsiders yeah. kind of looking in from a media standpoint, there wasn't anything that didn't look like you were ready to deal with, and it was dealt with and clean, and And I know nobody got a lot of sleep no. uh, in, in two weeks. <laughs> Definitely but, not. But congratulations. Yeah. really proud of our staff across the board,
2: from ticket office to development to, I mean, it's all hands on deck, right, when you host something like that, and everyone was willing to go the extra mile, and they didn't sleep a lot. And they took a few angry phone calls. And, you know, you deal with all those things when you've got big events happening. But uh, just really proud of the way they handled that. And and I think really gave us, again, a great foundation for what we're trying to do moving forward. Going back to the economic impact, you know, I – I want to say we take that seriously. I think that's part of our responsibility in athletics is that we know that if we're successful especially when we talk about baseball, basketball, football, that the economic impact that takes place in this community can be very significant and, and, and that's important to us. We we know it's a part of our job is to shine that positive light on the universe, I mean on the campus, um, excuse me, the community from campus
6: and uh, we take that very seriously. Jeremy, I wanted to ask you now that Will Hall has been in, in the fold for as long as he's been. How has he been the way you thought he would be? How has he been different than how you thought he would be? Yeah, I don't know that he's been a lot different than what
2: I thought. I, I had known Will for a while. Like, we weren't really close, but, but had known him and been in the same circles and so kind of knew what to expect and so been been very pleased with what we've seen and and again i don't think there's anything that's been shocking to me but probably the thing that surprises me just because i i have to do it every day too is just the level of energy he brings every day it's like it is unbelievable and it's real and and i think that's the thing that people have to realize there are maybe people out there who try to create energy that's who he is and and the kids know it i say the kids the young men on our team know it uh, the coaches know it, the people in our building know it, and our fan base, I think, knows it now, that it's real, he's real, and
6: uh, there are good things headed our way. True, true that this is the first football team in the history of the program that every single player on scholarship is academically eligible for game one? Yeah, I, I, we
2: have zero academic issues. I don't know if that statement is okay. – you know, I, I don't have that in front of me, but we have zero academic issues, and I can't remember – I mean, I've done this a long time. Yeah. There seems to always be an issue or two on every team. And so really proud of that. And, and, and I'm gonna, I know we're running out of time. But one of the things that Will did that I think has made huge impact on our program is he started practicing in the mornings. So we get started at 8 o'clock every morning. They, they, they start practice at 8 o'clock. They're finished by 10 o'clock or so. And then, so they're up, going to class, doing their work. And I think that's a small thing, but it's been the best thing that's happened to our program in a long time.
3: Jeremy, thank you very much. You bet. Thank you. Lee guys. Applewhite, thank you as always, buddy. Our we'll pleasure. be back. Thank you. Eagle Hour continues from Mobe Vignette right after this.
0: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
3: There are thanks to Athletics Director Jeremy McLean, Associate Athletic Director Lee Applewhite. Really appreciate uh, all that they do, and uh, always enjoy uh, spending time with them. Normally, I would say, "Welcome to the Eagle Hour" from the Southern Bank Core Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. I can't say that today. We're at Mo Bay Bignet Company, but we do have. From Southern Bank, or no stranger to our show, Daniel Stewart. It's always good to see you.
9: Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having me.
3: Always appreciate all that you guys do, and. Um uh, we appreciate this as well.
9: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm looking at these great beignets right here, so this is much better than being in the Southern Bancorp studio. Get, get
3: on them. Get on them there, Daniel, because uh, I don't believe I <laughs> they need look I don't believe I need I'm going to have to take an extra <laughs> diabetes shot when I get home. <laughs> uh, you guys are right down here in Midtown, so I know you're feeling this vibe at Southern Bancorp. Yes. But, boy, this new era of football going into the Sun Belt, uh, everything that Jeremy McLean's done, the excitement, Around the football team, coming off the incredible baseball season Absolutely. that we had, uh, I guess you sense the vibe.
9: Oh yeah, I mean, for a USM fan, this is this has been a great year. Baseball was amazing, had a great run, a lot of uh, excitement around our football program right now. So um, it, it's going to be a great year. Uh, Sun Belt, I think, has a lot to offer. Uh, new competition, a lot of new faces coming in here to the Rock. Going to play this year, so it's going to be a great year.
6: Yeah, but the Midtown area, when you look at for future development, there's already plans for more things headed toward I, Midtown. Our decision to go in Midtown was definitely strategic.
9: It's just been amazing <laughs> it's right there, successful in the middle of
3: that it's been had it now. It,
9: it really is. Um, people walking around all the time. There's, there's um, the Try hotel there. Try to find there. a parking great place. Great restaurants. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. really kind of the, the central focus of, yeah. of Midtown right now. Hey, we want to keep
3: this upbeat, but uh, you were obviously a pitcher for the Golden Eagle and uh, we've talked a lot of baseball. Yeah. Since we last talked, uh, we lost Corky Palmer, which was your coach. It was. Uh, I-, I couldn't let you come on the show without letting you have an opportunity to give your thoughts about sure. Coach.
9: Um, the situation he was was in, he would not have wanted to live like that. And his funeral and visitation, his send off was a more than proper send off. Um, coach Barry brought the house down. It was emotional, it was hilarious. Um, I couldn't think of a better way to send off Coach Palmer. And I've seen guys last weekend – or two weekends ago now that I hadn't seen in 20 years. So I hated to have that occasion to see these guys. But the um, the people that came in, the players that came in, uh, it was obvious what Coach Palmer meant to USM baseball and to USM and the Hattiesburg. Well, I want
3: you to look to your right. Th- this gentleman here is from California. <laughs> He yeah. is all all the way from California here, with I think with his wife here in Hattiesburg.
6: Yeah, Lee McCormick. I- introduce him, Kelly. Lee McCormick is with us. His son Kyle McCormick, wears number 14. He's a walk-on quarterback out of uh, California, and he's from the Sacramento area. And he and his wife, Lee, you are in town for the for the opener this weekend. You got your Southern Miss. Uh, Attire on. You're ready to go. California, a long way from home.
10: That's right. We just flew in last night for week one. I we can't wait to see our first game in the Rock. So
6: how does Kyle McCormick from California find Southern Miss or vice versa? Well, it's just, you know, it's, it's a crazy story. Our, our high school in, in Sacramento,
10: California, in Loomis, California, actually, is called the Del Oro Golden Eagles. They're black and gold. matter of fact, they even used to use the, the Southern Miss Eagle logo. We we had a flag that that was actually the a Southern Miss flag that we would put in front of our house before our home games and it just it's kind of amazing that our son ended up here we think Mississippi is a wonderful place right now we in Sacramento California it's going to be 111 degrees it's wow very brown we're, we're looking at all this greenery
6: here we're just amazed oh and, oh and politically in California everything's so nice
10: well <laughs> it's nice no, here no, no 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 <laughs> let me tell you we're we're very thankful to be here, yes. <laughs> yes, well, we're glad to have you, and uh, we think you're going to see that the Rock's a special place. Oh, I, well, I saw the stadium. And I Actually, I you know, I follow the things on social media. I saw the new graphics, and we're, I, I've heard about this Eagle Walk, and i heard about Spirit Park, and we're, we can't wait to soak it all in.
6: And actually, Lee, when you're experienced from the city of Hattiesburg, you think that Hattiesburg is a pretty well-kept secret. I think it's a
10: wonderful place, and I, it screams of value to me. Uh, I'm actually in the golf business, and I've, I've been to Canebrake, Break, mm-hmm. and I've been to Hattiesburg Country Club. I actually played Hattiesburg Country Club. I've, those are amazing golf facilities. and. Uh, I I would love to end up here because I think you have a wonderful city here. If you need a house
6: loan, I know somebody. <laughs> here's we'll a great to, place perfect. right thank
3: here you. Southern <laughs> Bank Corp. to get thank the house you. loan. That's well incredible.
6: done, well done, Daniel. Well Never miss an opportunity. Daniel, yeah. Well, well we, we, yeah, we, well, we, we wish you the best of luck. Hope Kyle has nothing but success here. Well, thank you, and we we boy we, we love the coaches.
10: I I, I listen to Will Hall on the on the, some of the podcasts and. Boy, he's highly respected. I think it's uh, it's a, he, wonderful to have him at this university. I'm so thrilled that my son can play for such an amazing. Now,
3: now music. tell your friends, I can hear this on our podcast this evening so yeah you're 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 broadcasting in california oh, no,
10: i already get your podcast okay, I, i'm a subscriber deal. good deal mm-hmm. all
3: right daniel stewart tell us about southern bank core it's uh, just a great great facility
9: it is uh we've got offices in arkansas and mississippi as far as picking up to el dorado arkansas but based in little rock but that doesn't mean that we're not a a Mississippi bank. We have a lot of branches here. U.S.M. is very important to us. We try to get involved with the university as much as we can. Um, But we want to be the kind of bank that goes the extra mile. There's a lot of banks in town, but uh, the difference is the people. We really feel we've got really great people and we'd love an
6: opportunity to earn your business. Well, I like the fact too that they understand how important it is that oh, the athletic yeah. department succeed at Southern Miss. Now, no, Sir, let me tell you this. Absolutely.
3: Down here, we don't like Mississippi State or Ole Miss very much. <laughs> and this man, this young man, when he was a pitcher, he slayed Mississippi State every time he pitched against them. Yeah. So that's why he's always welcomed on the Eagle. They never beat you, did they?
9: <laughs> never did. Never touched you. Just don't they? ask about Ole
6: Miss. Keep Stay on Mississippi State. And we don't cool
3: like them day. either. Now. No,
6: boy, I'll tell you, nobody nobody has driven on a gallon of gas as far as Daniel Stewart has on that one win against... <laughs>
0: well, yeah, a, a two, Coach, coach, coach Palmer's story, two, though, two,
6: we got beat 19-2 to two
9: the night before. Come back the Wednesday night and play. He was so excited, he hugged me after the game. Wow, that, was, know, something. that so was something. That uh, was something. it was pretty
3: special. You know, game. every time I think of Coach Palmer, I'm going to think about the time that I saw him at the Conference USA baseball tournament. <laughs> and they were stopping the games because it was lightning out over the Gulf, right? Yeah. It was oh, sunshine. Yeah. And he was up in the press box, and I heard him say, Jody my god i used to sit out on the beach in an aluminum chair to watch the damn lightning and y'all won't let us play baseball because it's 20 miles out in the gulf
9: sounds just like
3: it it sounds just like it doesn't just it? like yeah him. so i'll always remember that about him when uh, when i when i think about him I mean, well look man we always appreciate you being here and uh, we always you. thank you for
10: coming and welcome and we're excited to have you and your wife from california here <laughs> thank you and we just had our first beignet and boy oh, we're coming back for many many more well let me worry about something
3: our Producer, where is he? He's uh he's in the back. This happens a lot to people that come down here. This young man came down here years ago from L- Illinois to work in radio, and he's still here. And uh, he he got introduced to southern food, met a southern young woman, which won't be your situation, but it was his situation, and. Uh, and he never left. So who knows? This, this could be your
10: future home. Here. Might be
9: his son's situation. Well, well could
3: very well be your son's situation. Now, let me tell you, that could very well happen. Yeah.
10: I can tell this is a very special place. It's a beautiful campus. We're, we're thrilled to have our son here.
3: Well, good. we We hope that um, we hope that our football team gets back to the way it was. It it was just a magical program for many, many years, and we feel like we have the coaching staff to get our football program back to the same level that our baseball program is at, and uh, that's our goal.
6: And I don't, you know, I'm I'm not one of these people that wants to go out there. Obviously, you want to win every game, but if you have any sense about you, you know how difficult that is to win every single game. Mm -hmm. I just want to know that the team that I'm cheering for is going to compete. You know that, that you don't know when you take the field or not, whether you're going to win the game or lose the game. To me, that's what.
3: That's not the thought in baseball, is it? That
6: we want to win every game. We want to win every. Well, game. no, <laughs> I mean, we. we in all sixty of. Them. I mean, in football, we, you want to too. But I'm just saying, realistically, that just doesn't happen. I mean, what, what one team in the NFL ever? to go undefeated. So, I mean, you know, that's it's not realistic that that would happen. But yes. I, I really think that the way the team is, is stacked up this yeah. year, they're going to be – well, barring massive injuries, of course, which you don't have well, any control over. last year over. was tough. We had injuries yeah. where
9: Keys was injured. I mean, Gore, I don't know how many games he started at quarterback and actually really did well. So the well, type almost, of year – They almost called you, Daniel, to quarterback. <laughs> it would not have been a good decision on their part if <laughs> they've done that. But um, – you know, last year was was so many injuries, and the way that the season went, and guys playing positions they normally didn't play. Right. Hopefully, we're healthy, healthy this year. Can have a more normal season, get back on track, and start moving forward. I think last year was a great first year for Coach Hall. Had a lot
6: of things happening out of his control, but uh, this is going to be a, a good year for us. And you win so few games, but you only had, you know, what sixty sixty five guys on scholarship, yeah. sixty two, something like that. Yeah, so. a lot a lot of injuries took us toll. So. All right. Well, Daniel,
3: thank you very much uh, for being on the show. Thank you. Appreciate you as always. Thank you, sir. Welcome to Hattiesburg. Thank you. We're really happy having you you here. All right. We're going to continue the Eagle Hour from Mobevignet Company. When we come back, we'll get Morgan back over here, and we are going to draw a winner, the first of two this week. We're going to give away two season tickets to football here in just a few minutes as the Super Talk Eagle Hour continues from Mobevignet Company on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg.
0: Another miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome
3: back. We're about to wrap things up for MoBay Beignet Company. We've had so much fun today. I want to thank Reggie Collier, Lee Roberts, Jeremy McLean, Lee Applewhite, Daniel Stewart for all joining us uh, throughout the last couple of hours. Uh, to our main man here, Michael Mergens, for producing this. Again, not a hitch, Mergens. No, not a hitch. All right, one to ten. It, give, give us your beignet experience that you just enjoyed. Fifty.
9: Oh, Fifty, huh? I do. I love these. My daughter now loves them, too. We brought her a couple weeks ago. Tell that
3: story quickly, please. This
9: morning I told her I was broadcasting from here. I said I was going to bring her some beignets for tonight. And she said, make sure you get that sauce because that other place doesn't have it. <laughs> and we know what other place she was talking no about.
5: Other no other place. And she's four.
9: She knew. She put it all Start together. Young. Yep, exactly.
3: Young.
9: Yeah, your favorite sauce? Uh, buttercream.
5: At cinnamon, yeah,
3: cinnamon, cinnamon. I'm I'm crushed that the strawberry strawberries Strawberry's gone cool. today. I'm very today, angry, yeah. I'm very angry about that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank True Care Health and Wellness, Niall Insurance Agency, South Mississippi Office Furniture. Special thanks to them. Uh, one of the owners was down here and shared some uh, time with us. Heritage
9: Firearms. We knew he had to slap yeah. we, we, oh, Kelly, Kelly is in the corner. J- Kelly. Hit. Oh, here he is. <laughs> so so he is. he's been
5: hating on people for two hours. Oh, look at him. And he just, and he just crushed benches.
9: a three pack by himself right <laughs> Little there. Little Kelly Center sat in That's the corner eating his beignets <laughs> and buttercream.
3: He's going for number four. And he just took the last go. one. Look at him. He's like an overdrive, <laughs> eating overdrive. and nobody He's going to be
5: white out after that powdered <laughs> sugar gets all over him. <laughs>
3: All right, I knew he couldn't stand nope. it. Could you it I wasn't knew. me.
5: Murgans is the one that yeah, hit okay, me. So. We couldn't stand. Hey, so so Sander okay. feels better about himself. I know we got to get what he's saying. <laughs> well, so la- last segment, Bob called M- Michael Murgans a young man. He called Daniel Stewart a young man. When you're as old as Bob Getty, everybody is a young except man. For so, except for Kelly. Except for Kelly. Let me, let Kelly. me quote
9: yeah. Kelly right now. <laughs>
3: Look at him. Hey, he ate the, whole, if the, he ate if half the nasty bunch,
5: that is a <laughs> metaphor of what the nasty bunch
0: oh is going oh to do to Charlie
5: gosh. Brewer on Saturday. I'm all about it. All right,
9: oh got to give away these tickets. Sorry. All
3: right, we want to give away two season tickets. You still have time to win uh, Friday. Yep. You go to the Super Talk Eagle Hour Facebook page. You had a huge response to that. So Morgan is with us, owner of Mobe Vignet. I'm going to let her draw a name. And, Morgan, you tell us who is the first person to win a pair of season football tickets.
1: Jerry Southern.
3: Jerry? Jerry. Jerry
1: Jerry Southern. Southern.
3: There we go. Jerry Southern. We will uh, reach out to you. uh, We will reach out to you through our Facebook page and let you know. If you're listening, Uh, we'll leave the tickets here at Vignet and I'll reach out tonight uh, when I get home. Jerry Uh, Southern. uh, Jerry Southern. In case you know Jerry. Uh, let him know that he won two season football tickets and they're waiting for him here at Mobae. He can Beignet. come to
5: Bay Beignet and hopefully he will eat his beignets. Much nicer than Sander, who, uh, santer, who He's is drinking now the drinking, the sauce. The, drinking syrup.
3: the sauce. And does he not have his the sauce.
5: He doesn't have his beach towel on hand. Nope. <laughs> uh,
3: He's drinking that sauce.
5: <laughs> lot my whole team J- wow, Jody Jody,
3: Jody Lot, what are you
9: making? He, well, he
5: went to oh, go take a picture, God. and it wouldn't fit in the eight by ten frame, so he had to. He had Especially to now,
9: I was going to post a picture, but I don't now. No, no, no. We that's have an
7: just, image
3: we want to Should we tests. send
5: one to Pearl River Community College right now? <laughs> Probably
3: Bob. we should do that. Oh, there's the picture. There it is, right there, guys.
9: Perfect. <laughs> I bet you could find one when Kelly was oh, one years old in okay, his high Jody chair doing the same team. thing.
5: Send it, <laughs> send it to Phil Hall. Send yeah. it
9: to him.
3: send that to Michael Burgers, please. He can put that on social media. Yeah, the
5: restroom is back there, yeah. Kelly. There's a well, shower have, back there. Will you ever have, too. have us
3: back, Morgan, I'm sorry. Uh, about this. Y'all are awesome.
1: always welcome.
3: Uh, Things sure. got a little out of control. Maybe too much sugar. I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, the beignets are awesome. They're Thank delicious. You, you, strawberry I had a latte. Today, yeah, yeah strawberry is just incredible.
5: Oh. I, I had a. Uh, I cook zero just a minute ago.
3: Dish, well I'm glad you balanced that out there. I think that made up for the seven beignets I watched you.
5: In. I ate two bites and two <laughs> main beignets. And
3: the paste that you put on top it was of it. So
0: yes. good. Yeah. By the way,
3: I had the almond milk uh
1: latte. Yeah. latte. It was yeah. delicious. Effort? yeah, we have yeah, really, really good, really good espresso, really, really good, good coffee. Good.
5: We should mention before we get off air Southern Miss Cross Country team that we were talking about earlier with uh Jeremy McLean picked third. To finish in the Sun Belt preseason, so everything that falls under the Olympic sports, good stuff. I mean, him. You have an athletic director that believes and acknowledges, you know, outside the the, the big three, Bob. But I mean, what soccer's done, what Olympic sports have done, good stuff.
3: All right, Jerry Southern. Uh, we don't know where he's from because he just uh, responded to our contest on our Facebook page. But we're going to find him. And if you're listening, Jerry, or if you know Jerry. Let him know. We've got two season tickets down here. Morgan, you're going to hang on to these till he shows up to get them. I right? will. Great. We sure appreciate you having us Thank you. Here. Thank you, tell you guys. Us, tell us in the time we have left, Luke, how much time we got. Uh,
10: about
3: 15 seconds. All right. Tell us real quickly your hours, where people find you.
1: We are at 2902 Hardy Street, right at the entrance of Southern Mrs. Campus. And we open at 730 in the morning on the, during the week and 9, or 8 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday.
3: Pet friendly.
1: Pet, yeah, we are dog friendly. I noticed
3: that. Yeah. I noticed Pub that. Cups young lady's been sitting over here since we cups. got here. Pup cups
1: the, and dog beignets. Puppy how beignets. About that. Really?
3: Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? Thank you very much. Thank you. We'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To
0: to the the
1: top. top! Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into
0: the
9: future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping,
0: slipping
1: into the future.